Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 116 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about equipping and inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, Brandon Cunningham is going to get on the mic, and we're going to have a conversation with you, because that's what we do. That's what a podcast Yes, exactly. So in this episode, we don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to be a wild card, and you're going to love it. So, Brandon... How are you doing? How's your year going so far? Awesome. So far, I've had the flu, and that was awesome because I got to watch everything that's on Netflix. It's a good way to get that all out of the way. I started in A, and I just went all the way through Z. Yeah. I I decided to get my flu shot and just stay away from sick people. So (laughs) Very, very smart. So far, it's been working. I did find that uh, one of the dangers of watching Netflix is you get off into these food shows. And we're going to do an episode here pretty soon with a, a good friend of mine that's into nutrition, and she's a mommy blogger. And uh, but I started watching this one show about you know basically everything you eat is going to kill you, and I realized that I really couldn't eat food ever again. And fortunately, I was kind of <laughs> sick, so I wasn't that hungry. But then the next day, I was hungry and went back to eating food. So you got to watch what you watch on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll feed your mind with things that are uh, good. There it'll you feed go. your mind with things that are. Not so good. And I think uh, as I get older, I see the political slant to some of these things, the personal agendas in some of these things. So they don't bother me quite as much. Yeah. Cause you can kind of discount them fairly quickly. But uh, I love say. watching things and I, and I challenge people go out there on, when you're on Netflix and you are like me and you watch The Office every day. Well, pick something different, you know, that you've yeah. not seen and, and kind of expose yourself to something and keep in mind that, you know, there's going to be a personal agenda and maybe they want you to do A or B or whatever, but be open enough to look at it. I, I'm still surprised you couldn't get into Stranger Things. I know it's funny because, you know, a good friend of this show, Stephanie, just turned me on to that. I don't know, whenever it started and said, oh, you got to check this out. And I tried, but I just, I couldn't get it. I just, oh, yeah. I'm not a sci-fi type person i don't i literally say sci-fi <laughs> sci-fi sci-fi whatever it is i'm just i'm not that guy but the kids are cute i've seen them on different shows and awards yeah. and stuff they look like they're kind of having a blast so that's cool yeah one of them actually goes on i think the one who plays mike has played in the remake of it which i'm surprised that didn't cause any problems with the brothers who produce stranger things the reason why they produced stranger things by the way is because they didn't get picked to do the remake of it Okay. So this is kind of their, I didn't have. Yeah, that's kind of their big <laughs> F you to the guys who said, no, we're going with these guys instead. It was like, well, we're going to show you we could do it better. And they went to Netflix and voila, Stranger Things, two seasons. Well, Millie Bobby nice Brown is. To give him a big F you, you know, fire up. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I know. That. I just realized our studio's inside a <laughs> church. So <laughs> yeah, too late. <laughs> so you're feeling better. You're back on your feet. The, uh, the cool thing about it was watching things that are outside my wheelhouse yeah. on Netflix. You know, you can see things on different faiths and, and different nutritional programs, financial programs. You know, there's stuff on uh, different views of capitalism. There's, you know, different parts of the world where you can see how they live. Yeah. And just expose yourself to that because that's also getting beyond the rut. It's like the only reason, you know, real racism and and just some some huge forms of ignorance about other things exist is because you've never been exposed to them yeah you know most people of a different faith than you 
don't care that you're Christian. You know, they, they're not trying to destroy you. They don't want to convert you. They just they want to live and follow their faith. And to be fearful of exposing yourself to some other faith or, or culture or people group is just ignorance of the highest level. Yeah. And literally on Netflix for free, basically, you I don't know, what is it, 10 bucks a month, you can sit there and see things that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. Yeah. That's why books are so good. And, you know, like you always say, go to the library. You can, The whole world is there for you. Don't stay in that narrow little rut that you grew up in. Yeah. And we just had a couple episodes. One was about vision. That was episode 114. And then just last week, we talked about having goals and setting goals that align with your vision. Now we're talking to you about something that might seem like the opposite. You know, get outside of your normal uh, lane or your normal rut, in a sense, and see things that are outside your normal. Uh, How do seeing things outside your normal help with your actual vision? I think it really brings your vision uh, more into focus because you realize maybe this is something you've written down. I always wanted to do this. And then once you expose yourself to other cultures and different things in life, you realize, well, wait, I'm actually more interested in something different than I thought I was. Yeah. And it was mostly because I didn't know it existed. So I didn't know that was something I really wanted to do. I've got a good friend that uh, she spent a summer, I think, or maybe even a year with the uh, gorillas somewhere that I can't remember the lady's name that the gorilla whisperer lady, Jane Jane Galloway or something like that, whatever her name is, that'll be in the show notes somewhere if you want to look it up. But she, (laughs) she saw that in a book and, and she wanted to go meet her and go do that. And she convinced her parents when she was, you know, like 20 or something to get to go do that. And just exposing yourself to that will make your focus, your vision more clear because chances are your vision, well, not chances, but 100%, your vision that you're writing down or you're planning for is completely controlled by what you've been exposed to. Oh, yeah. Now, if you've grown up on the same street you were born on and gone to the same high school and you you still live around all of your own friends, of course, you only see things a certain way, not necessarily the wrong way, but also not necessarily the right way. You know, I just recently had a conversation with a good friend of mine I grew up with, and another friend of ours was just basically attacking him for his political views. And he was saying, you know, this guy's never left our hometown, but he is convinced he's right no matter what. And I said, well, you know, that's not necessarily true that he's he's right because, you know, he hasn't been exposed to a lot of things. But you're not necessarily right just because you've been exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. Don't get in out of one rut into another and say, you know, it turns out everything you ever said was wrong because I met some other people that say everything you say is wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you're no better than anybody else just because you've been exposed to different things or more things. Right. You're just different. Hopefully it will broaden your thought process. I was just thinking about, um, you know, when you're working on a project and you kind of, everybody's kind of stuck at the same point, you know, one of the common things you want to do is bring in a fresh set of eyes. You bring in that outsider who's never worked on the project, has no background knowledge on the project. And sometimes it's annoying because that person walks in and says, well, why didn't you do uh, this? Right. And everybody wants to tell you all the reasons why. <gasps> and that person with the fresh set of eyes says, no, seriously, why don't you do this? I mean, you just flip that switch there. You move that there. And then voila, it's automated. Yep. And you're like, son of a gun, get out. Yeah. And then as soon as that person gets out, you're like, all right, flip that switch, move that thing. Yeah. It's automated. Check that out. We did it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's that fresh set of eyes. It's that different mm-hmm. perspective. And, and I think when we look at things that we normally don't look at, it does um, broaden our horizons, just like you said, and and it will help you see those problems you're facing day in and day out that you can't seem to solve. All of a sudden, you've got this new piece of information you're able to apply, 
And it's like, wow, I can't believe I didn't do that right a long time ago. I think 90% of the things that frustrate us, there's somebody near us in our circle of influence that could just put that one little thought into that would make it 10 times easier. Oh, yeah. Basically, anything I ever try to put together, if somebody else walks up and says, you know, if you use one of these, it'll go much, much faster. Oh, yeah. That works for me almost every time because I don't know how to put anything together. The other (laughs) thing is, is whenever you have somebody else proofread something maybe you've been looking at all day and they walk up and go, you know, the title's misspelled. But you didn't notice it because you've read every detail so hard, you just can't see the big picture and since you knew the intent of what those words are supposed to say right. like, I, I know my mind goes into autocorrect mode for myself so i can never proofread any of my own things i have to hand it to somebody else who doesn't know what i'm talking about and then they, they're like oh yeah you know yep yeah a, a good uh, trick i learned whenever i was probably like 19 i worked at a bank and the president of the bank would have me proofread his letters but he taught me to read them from the bottom up read them backwards basically. oh yeah I've so heard you of would that. notice little words not being yeah. spelled right like there and you know stuff like that and here and and so you've got to get a different perspective on your life vision and a lot of us will too we'll we'll, we'll write out our vision and this is what i'm going to do and then we'll never show it to anybody mm-hmm. so we're not accountable but we also don't get any other input and what has happened so many times in my life is whenever somebody says, you know, I always wanted to to do a podcast. And it's like, oh, well, I actually know somebody that does podcasts and, and produces them and can help you. And here's a group you can get on on Facebook. And here's some people that want to help you get started. And by the way, you should buy one of these. And don't buy this because it's too expensive. You can get by with this. Yeah. And and you never know who that other person is that's like, actually, I have the keys to everything on your life plan. You've just never vocalized that. So how would you know that I could do that oh, yeah. for you? Yeah. And, oh, man, where was I going with this? Nobody <laughs> Well, I was just thinking about our compilation episode. Uh, it, it's from listening to other people's podcasts. Right. That I picked up the idea of doing that. I, I kind of like it because it had a little bit of a serial feel to it. Right. Uh, except without the music constantly playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> And in March, we're going to do a dramatic reading of some stories that we've been writing. And so that, that should be really interesting. It's all about a guy named Frank who, you know, he travels to Greece and, and his overall goal in life is to basically eat something on every continent. And he doesn't know that basically Greece is not the only other continent, but he basically achieves his goal and, you know, then he dies. So okay. it's a fairly short story. Was was he disappointed that um, there wasn't a lot of fried food in Greece? I really do, because it turns out he doesn't like seafood. So oh, yeah, it's See, a strange place to go if you don't like <laughs> seafood. But you know, you get a gyro. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Tzatziki sauce. <laughs> man, I'm getting hungry. We getting close to lunch. Oh man, turns right, out so. they do not celebrate Thanksgiving in Turkey. <laughs> so when was the time that you um, you broadened your horizon and you saw that like you had immediate impact on uh, a project or something you were working on or a rut that you were in? I think one of my favorite things is, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I was, I was born in a church. I've been in church ever since I was a tiny baby. But uh, when in high school, when I met uh, a couple of a family, that a Jewish family, and it was just it was one of those things where, um, you know, it was Robert and Gwendolyn Rutledge were were my age. And, and they I was just fascinated to, to learn of a different faith mm-hmm. because growing up. 
Baptist, and I'm not knocking the Baptist faith. There's nothing wrong with it or anything. But I always thought we were the only ones, and and it was obviously we were the superior faith because that's where you went and that's what you were supposed to do and all this. And I, I started to meet people of other faiths, and that really opened my eyes to the fact that all people not like me were not bad. Yeah. And it made me question that. So just because you have a different last name or maybe different skin color or faith or, or way of dress or doing things didn't make you automatically bad. But even bigger for me, because growing up in a small town with that kind of small town mentality, everybody that looked like me and, and had a name like me and dressed like me and went places like me were not good. And, and it made me, it forced me to say, look at other people in a different way, learn about them yeah. before saying everybody that's this is good and everybody that's this is bad. You you were forced into that. And I'm thankful for that for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is my kids didn't grow up like that. They grew up down here in, in Corpus Christi, many, many different uh, races and religions and just kind of exposed to that. And Maddie, especially, she spent a lot of time down the street with some friends of hers that are Ju- another Jewish family. And uh, just learning that there's so many people of diverse kind of looks at life yeah. that you can learn from. And for me, that w- that's always stood out for me. Wow. And I know for me, uh, gosh, when I was about 11 years old, it seemed like the whole Dugan clan went through a divorce at the same time, <laughs> except my grandparents. It, that generation, my aunts, uncles, my parents, they pretty much felt like that's the way of the world. You get divorced, you split the family up, and you do it in the most dramatic way possible. <laughs> Total so nuclear annihilation. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a, a mistress or a Sancho. There's got to be um, the kids hating each other, and then the battle of you know yep. um, getting your children to like one parent over the other. And like that was the way of the world. The exception was like my own parents kept it relatively civil. You know, for the most part, I mean, divorces are still painful and messy. And I just thought to myself, I don't, that's just a dismal way to look at family. And right. like, if this is the way of the world, then how come grandma and grandpa are still together? They've been, we just celebrated right. their 50th. Wow. So, I mean, they're both passed on now, but this is when I was 11, 12 years old. So in high school, um, because there was a rule that my mom had, really weird rule. Like I wasn't allowed to hang out at other people's houses. Yeah. So I'd never been exposed to other families, other family styles, other family dynamics. Well, once my parents divorced, I stayed with my dad. And he was like, yeah, just don't ever let me get a call from the police saying that you got arrested. We're <laughs> don't good. Don't kill anybody. Yeah, or, or the hospital saying that you did something stupid and now I got to go you know, pay a medical bill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's always a parent's perspective. So, Not that you're hurt, but I got to pay for this. Yeah. And, and so my dad kind of gave me a lot of leeway to visit friends, visit you know, family. You know, just uh, and, and there was one family in particular. I, I didn't meet them until my senior year in high school. Um, Ellsbury was the last name. And uh, they were the... Uh, foster parents of a girl I was dating and uh, they've been married I think 20 some odd going on 30-ish years and just seeing the way they interacted with each other with love with affection and I thought wow I've never seen that here are two old people they were in like their late 40s early 50s I think (laughs) but to me I was 18 so they were old they were ancient and but they were just so mellow they were not mellow like wow man that kind of mellow they were they were just yeah they weren't stressed i mean he had good income but he wasn't a workaholic i mean he came home at the same time every day 
and it, before he came home though he'd call her check in see if she needed him to pick anything up before he came home and she would respond happily uh, no I'm, I'm good or hey pick up some you know deli meat we're gonna eat sandwiches oh by the way jerry's here and jerry's um, here and then he'd show up and he was just very loving and very you know uh, just right. affectionate towards her and then it was the dynamic with the children who were all grown but they were very close-knit just a different perspective than everything very different seen. very i had never seen that before <laughs> but when i saw it i thought i don't know how long this dating relationship's gonna last <laughs> but i need to learn as much as i can about this family right and then i started to learn as i you know hung out with other friends you know some of my college friends let me go home with them for the holidays and i saw a completely different family dynamic mm-hmm. all this to tell you that it shaped the family dynamic that like you've known the Dugans to be right. like my family that has come from what I'd been exposed to when I finally got to see other family dynamics out there. And, uh, and I, I saw some family dynamics that were abusive and I thought, well, right. I, I definitely won't have that in my home. Uh, but I do like these things. And that was just getting outside of my own home, my own comfort zone. Uh, cause I am kind of introverted. People are surprised by that. They're like, what? You love to talk though. You love talking with people. You'll talk to strangers like your best friends. I'm like, he talks alone to himself too. Yeah. And if I could be balled up in a room by myself for a week or two, I will do it. I mean, why do you think I do so many solo camping trips? It's not because Brandon, I'm putting you on blast now publicly. It's not because he backs out at the last minute. Not me. It's because some of these trips I do actually want to go solo. Yeah, I just have to bring a friend because my wife says I can't go otherwise. She won't let him leave the she house. She won't let me leave the house alone. It's not safe. A bear will eat me in South Texas. That's true. I think I just have enough life insurance. Renee's cool with it. She's like, go. Yeah. As long as I can prove that, you know, it was an accident, then we're doing pretty good. <laughs> so go take some of this and, and do something with it. Broaden your horizons. Broaden your perspective. But more important than that is get a variety of it. Don't yeah. go one way and go, oh, now all these people are right and my parents were wrong or my coworkers or whatever. You got to make sure you get a, a good sampling of yeah. everything around. You and know? don't just go in there like to judge it and like, oh, that's stupid. That's not how we do it at home. Right. I'm going to go know, prove it's wrong. Truly go and learn to understand it and value it even. That'd be the best. If you can learn to value, value what you've been it. exposed to. Or what it's it. That'd be great. I remember um, being stationed in Germany. Uh, after about a year there, we would kind of take the new soldiers out into the German public and just expose them to restaurants, expose them to the culture. And, you know, a good third of them would be like, oh, this is so cool. We get, we're getting paid to be here. It's like, yeah, every day is a vacation after you get off duty. Right. They're like, yeah. And then two thirds of them were like, I don't like this food. Yep. My mom doesn't make, my mom makes it better. I don't like this food. It's better at McDonald's. I don't and, like this. And that's why Jerry can't go to Germany anymore because he used to expose himself. So uh, look it up. It's on Wikipedia. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. You can't prove it. Twitter. <laughs> I did throw up in a street once. Um, so thanks for joining. Yeah. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, our message for today is really get out of your comfort zone comfort zone learn some new stuff because you never know how it's going to be applied however by exposing yourself to new things new ideas learning to value them uh, it it could help you with a rut that you're in right now and you just never know what that thing is look outside your profession if you're looking for a a professional growth opportunity Uh, look outside your normal genres of books and movies and that helps you with your creativity and borrow from those 
Now, if you like what we talked about in this episode, check out our show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 116. We don't have a lot of links to share in that one, but we'll put our contact information in there. So if you want to email us, tweet us, hit us up on Facebook, call us and leave us a voicemail, all that information is there, beyondtherut.com slash 116. Share your story with us. Share some new things. Broaden our horizons. I triple dog dare you. And you know what? We're going to come back next week with another topic and we look forward to talking with you then. And until that time comes, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.